1: Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to "Playing Dirty: Sports Scandals" on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the
3: fattest man in the NFL. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Back here in the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross coming at you. And Wes, we've got some games here, potentially trying to sneak back into things here. San Francisco, last-ditch effort under three minutes to go. So for more on that, I do believe we're going to go out right now to the Bay Area with Rob Stats, who's been doing a great job. Of course, follow him on Twitter at StatsOnFire. And right now, well, I guess the stats that have been on fire have been for Russell Wilson ever since a slow start. What do you make of the Niners here as they tried figure out a way to get – it's still a two-score game if they can get that first score to have any signs of life.
5: Well, they're doing their best right now, but they have a rusty gate at right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, who's allowing pressure every play. He had a holding penalty, a crushing holding penalty on this drive that pushed the 49ers back. Trey Lance has been under siege. He seems to be picking it up a little. They've gone a little up-tempo, and that's helped. But there's just no rhythm on offense for the 49ers right now against a terrible Seahawks defense.
4: Wow. And again, that's what it is. And another penalty to Rob's point here on another fourth down. So it looked like they had a first down. Trey Lance actually made a nice play to get it, but there was another. Look, when you see a lot of pre-snap penalties and procedures, Mm -hmm. that's coaching. And again, I'm not not trying to get on Kyle Shanahan. Covered him in, in D.C. And obviously he's a very smart guy, but you see this across the National Football League here. When you have penalties, uh, like holding penalties, hey, you're trying to protect your guys. That's understand. Free snap penalties are almost unacceptable. Yeah. If I was a head coach, my players wouldn't like me very much because I'd get on them in the film rooms on, on Mondays because they kill drives, and now they're facing a fourth and six in a last-ditch effort, and it looks like they're going to get this first down to keep things going, but, boy, they're just making it tougher for themselves.
3: At least Trey Lance knows that throw beyond the sticks, which clearly Ben Roethlisberger does not. We just saw a comical... Uh, and, and it's comical at this point, if you're a Steelers backer, that game is lost. By the way, Big bench sh- though, short of the sticks again. Smith-Schuster is like three and a half yards short of the line of scrimmage. And he reaches out there. I'm like, do you have the go-go gadget arms? Remember Inspector Gadget? <laughs> oh, yes. We need to have those extend arms those that arms. would, like, extend, like, you know, 500 yards or something. But Smith-Schuster does not have those long arms Uh this is over for Pittsburgh. And I wonder if they were nearing the end for big Bet
4: could be. And again, uh, also nearing the end is one of my big teaser plays that I had today. And I, I you know, like when you have a victory where you snag it out of the jaws of defeat, and it's a, the greatest feeling ever. The other way is true too, that when you thought you had a win and I had about a 7 te- a team teaser play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized I had the ramp. I didn't even realize I'd forgotten. I take taking the Rams here Tank Williams, let's go back out. Tank, what was I thinking? I thought I had a win. And then I realized I took the Rams on Wednesday on a Sunday. I forgot my own play, and boy, I wish I had never made it.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where everyone was on the Rams, and I understand why, because they beat a really good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team at home, and so it looked like they were the team to beat in the nfc and at the same time you look at the quality of wins that the arizona cardinals had i mean they beat be the tennessee titan team who's a solid team but they lost to the Jets today and then they also had a close one with the jaguars and so you say mm, i could poke some holes in arizona's game but one thing you can't poke holes in is Kyler murray and the way that he's played to start this season and the number of weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball and yeah you also have chandler jones jj wide yeah buda and all these guys on defense so where when you actually look at the Arizona Cardinals on paper, you're like, hey, they're a solid team who can compete with anyone any given Sunday, and I believe they show that uh, today. All
4: right, well, Tank, very quickly, because uh, Wes and I discussed it briefly, and I want to get your thoughts after really watching King Kyler today. I know he's the odds-on favorite right now to win the MVP, but we also know how often that's going to change in uh, you know 18 weeks in a 17-game season here, but But really, do you think, even though he's the shortest favorite on the board, what have you seen today from King Coward? Does he look like an MVP to you?
6: I believe he looks like an MVP because, one, he's leading. He has his team undefeated in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. That's one. I think also one thing that helps you win the MVP is that you have these exciting players that they get trending on social media. Like at the same time where you'll see Tom Brady is the goat. He's won the number of Super Bowls. And I believe he's always going to be in the running mm-hmm. as long as Tampa Bay is good. But you're not going to really see those explosive highlight plays that you'll get from Kyler Murray, how he threw the, the touchdown pass at DeAndre Hopkins against the Buffalo Bills last year, or the explosive runs that say like no one can do that but maybe a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Those are the plays along with your team winning on a consistent basis that gets you into the MVP running. And I believe he has a really good shot, but yet at the same time, he's playing in a tough division where any given Sunday, the Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks, they can beat you. And then you also have to look at these out-of-division games as well. So it's it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be a tough sledding. But, I mean, he has the matchups, premier matchups in front of him that if he can continue to win, it sets him up for success, especially when you look from a playoff race and also for the MVP race. Yeah.
4: I totally agree with that. And, Tank, it's been great having you on the broadcast here on the Green Zone week in and week out. It's always fun when you have uh, Brian McFadden. You get a great corner, and you get Tank Williams on as well. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Tank Williams 13 Does great work with Yahoo as an NFL analyst and, of course, played DB in this league. He knows how difficult it is to do that job, so we thank Tank for another great week and, of calling and action. Back
3: to that MVP discussion we had just briefly, Kyler Murray, of course, the favorite at 6-1, to one. I haven't seen an adjustment yet. I, I'm guessing maybe a small adjustment, but Pat Mahomes seven to one, TB twelve eight to one, Josh Allen nine to one, Matt Stafford nine to one. That's going to drift up after today. Aaron Rodgers ten to one.
4: Okay, let's go back out to Rob's stats right now because again, barring a miracle, we think Seattle is putting the finishing touches on the Niners here out there at the Bay. But it is amazing, Rob. You've been on this all game here, where even in the second half, where Seattle's outscored. San Francisco easily, I believe 21-6. to The stats still favor San Francisco. A bizarre blowout, but if you looked at the numbers, that would make you a liar, correct?
5: Absolutely. I mean, you look at the numbers, two turnovers for the 49ers, that's the biggest number in this game. They're just
4: two of 13
5: on third downs. I don't care if it's Trey Lance. I don't care if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You have to do better than that, especially when your head coach is supposed to be an offensive wizard. I've said it all day this is not a good Seahawks defense and the 49ers just look lost they look out of rhythm they look out of sync and this is two straight losses for the 49ers it's not it's dicey the rest of the way here
4: yeah absolutely Rob. And we'll see again a fourth and 10 here for the Niners Trey Lance trying to get it with his legs looks like he will so they're gonna have a first and goal but we are gonna say goodbye to Rob want to thank Rob Guerrero for joining us here follow him on Twitter at Stats on Fire uh, podcast. host so for SB Nature, Nation and Niner Nation.
3: We do. One update on the Rams. Uh, patience, patience, patience. If you are an overbacker, we are now over the totals. Matthew Stafford with a touchdown pass late here in the final minute to Van Jefferson. 114 left to go. 37-19. That is over the total. But the Arizona Cardinals are going to take control of the NFC West at 4-0. Not
4: happy. I'm not happy with that result at all. Once I realized that I would taken... This is when they, when they were five, so I took them out. Again, never tease through zero, kids. There's the lesson. There's the lesson that I just learned here when I teased the Rams through zero and then that, took the one. That's what
3: it's all about. Everything is a learning process, and you learn different things over time. And uh, look, sometimes every better has to learn. I know we get a lot of new listeners and viewers pretty much every single day here at VEASAN. And look... Some people that are listening to us might be placing their first bets and having these lessons out there for them. That's the way that you learn because everybody started not knowing what they need to know at least long term.
4: And again, uh, 37-20 to now with PAT is good, so a minute to go there. Barring two onside kicks, my teaser play is not going to come home for the Rams as they are trailing by 17 here in the waning moments. Not sure why they didn't go for two, not that it really matters. You don't think they're going to score twice, but Mm -hmm. again, the math would have said at least try for two to make it a two-score game.
3: Yeah, it's like, why not at this point? But I think Sean McVay going to wave the white flag here. 37-20. I don't even know if they'll do an onside kick here. I guess what's the point. But nevertheless, uh, Cardinals going to get home. And one thing I want to squeeze in before we go out to one of our correspondents today, an angle maybe to keep in mind for next season. This is winless teams, teams that come in winless into week four. This since 2003, 45 31-1 31-1 and one against the number. That's 59%. That improves today. 4-1 and one against the number. The only winless team not to cover, of course, was the Detroit Lions.
4: Okay, and a touchdown on the board. Debo Samuel just broke about five tackles, I felt like, from the five-yard line to get in. So 28-19, nine-point game here. I'm assuming that they'll go for two, a minute 20 to go. The reason why we say that is because Robbie Gold can't kick right now. Yeah. He's out with a calf injury. They're going to have to go get a kicker. You
3: have no choice.
4: You have no choice here, but to go for two, you would believe – so let's see if that's in fact what they do. They do have, I believe, one timeout remaining, Wes. So, really, the only game right now that is somewhat hanging in the balance. And again, it still feels like Seattle has a stranglehold on this game Nine point lead here. But we'll find out. They go for two, and uh, Trey Lance gets it on the run. So it's 28 21. Get ready. You got to cover an onside yeah, kick for Seattle.
3: Onside kick coming here, by the way. It is 28 21. Niners, if they get it, do have one timeout. If they don't get it only one timeout to stop the clock, so the game is essentially
4: over. Okay, so it all comes down to special teams now for San Francisco in a game that the numbers, between the numbers, are lopsided in favor of San Francisco. They're still finding themselves down by 7. Great run by Debo Samuel and then Trey Lance on the two-point conversion. Down by 7. minute 20 to go. They do have a timeout, but that will be uh, inconsequential if they cannot recover this onside kick. The victory formation has happened with the Cardinals that one has gone final it is now 37 to 20 in the books 4 and 0 Cardinals as the Rams suffer their first loss and they've got to regroup and get ready for a Thursday night tilt mm-hmm. here I believe against Seattle yes so, quick weekend in the NFC West here for the quick turnover.
3: Cardinals get San Francisco coming in, and we think maybe it's going to be Trey Lance as a starter. Uh, I wouldn't see why not, I guess, wow. uh, because uh, you know depending on the quote-unquote calf injury that Jimmy G has. But nevertheless, all uh, division games in the NFC West next week, but the team at the top, Arizona Cardinals.
4: Okay, and again, right now, Baltimore with that 13-point lead here about four minutes ago as they try to run down some clock. The Steelers still... Trying to hang in there for a backdoor cover potentially. They need to get two scores to do that. They have the ball right now in Green Bay territory. Whew. It's not over in San Francisco just yet. Will it be when we come back? We'll let you know right here in the Green Zone on Veasan, the sports betting network.
2: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
8: Make
4: this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every single game, plus full access to VEASAN.com, data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Green Zone alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We're getting close to some finals. We know the uh, Cardinals obviously have put to bed the Rams today. But, Wes, what's caught your eye?
3: You want to talk about a misleading final score here, one that just went final. Seattle 28-21. Outright underdog winner. Game does stay under the total. Look at these numbers here. Okay. San Francisco 49ers. Now, they ran 18 more plays. But they averaged 6.3 a play. Seattle only 4.3. Seattle only had 234 yards of offense wow. on 14 total drives. And the two turnovers, obviously, the big difference here. And then Lance coming in. But I thought Lance was fine. I know a lot of people have been calling for him. He was 9 of 18, 157, two touchdowns. uh, Also had seven carries for 41 yards. Didn't turn the ball over. Still has accuracy issues, but most rookie quarterbacks are going to. But I'll be interested to see if Trey Lance is your starter. Because uh, what San Francisco, I think, maybe they didn't deserve to win a game. But maybe a better result when you look at those stats here. And then Seattle gets away with one, almost getting doubled up in yards. And now Seattle, uh, I believe next week, uh, they have the Los Angeles Rams Ooh. coming in. So,
4: And that's going to be an angry Rams
3: team. Yeah, absolutely right now. So I believe that line is pick them in some other markets.
4: Okay, very interesting. Uh, what's going on in Green Bay, a game we kind of thought was over. We saw Mike Tomlin punt, down 17. It didn't take the next possession. It took a couple of extra possessions to get it done but the Steelers did find themselves back in the end zone. So, Eric Edholm, let's go back to you, sir. Signs of life for the backdoor cover for the Steelers?
9: Yeah, Packer, our Packers have left the door open for the Steelers here. And, yes, they have made it a 10-point game. Not, uh, you know, obviously you have four minutes to go right now. Steelers still have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Aaron Rodgers getting the ball back, trying to bleed out this clock. And, and certainly the Steelers had uh, other opportunities on fourth downs that they missed the two throws behind the line, and then the one barely passed it that came up short. So They were uh, they missed those four, th- uh, four, uh, three fourth down conversions, but sort of kind of still in this thing down 10 with 10 minutes to go. If they can get a stop here, they have two timeouts left, plus the two-minute warning, but you're talking about two possessions. So A lot of work for the Steelers to do here. They could possibly get the backdoor cover, though, so keep an eye on that.
4: Okay, we'll check in with Eric. Uh, Again, the first of those two timeouts has been taken by Pittsburgh, so 3.55 to go right now,
3: second and eight for the One timeout left for the Steelers here, 3.55. This is still up at BetMGM. You're up 10. Do you want to lay 275 with the Packers minus 9.5 here? Ooh. If you think the Steelers might be able to get in the back door, plus 230.
4: Okay, let's go over right now to the other game still in progress. That's the Ravens trying to put the finishing touches on the Broncos, undefeated Broncos, I might add. So, uh, Ben, what have you seen in the second half? We knew Drew Locke had to come in for this Bronco offense. It looks like they've had no offense so far in the second half. Yeah, we haven't uh, seen a lot of them because the Ravens, Just did what good teams do, which is take up about seven minutes of the fourth quarter on a very long uh, drive. They end up kicking a field goal from the two-yard line. Fourth and goal, Dave, at the two. They end up uh, kicking the field goal there. They go up 16. I I thought you'd like that. They end up going 16 uh, points up, now up 23-7. to Again, Denver closed a one-point favorite, total of 44. So looking like the under, Drew Locke will get the ball back maybe uh, be able to feel good about next week if he is indeed the starter with one drive. But Baltimore just kind of doing what they they do, convert a third and two, a third and three, a third and four, just go down the field, milk the clock, and it looks like they're in great position now to pick up another win.
3: This won't look like a sexy win for the Baltimore Ravens, assuming it ends at 23-7. Obviously, Denver getting the ball back inside two minutes with three timeouts. But, Baltimore's dominated this game, 401 yards. You wouldn't think so having watched this game, which I know Ben and and us have been doing all afternoon. 401 to 184, absolutely dominant here for the Baltimore Ravens. And what Ben said, look, take seven minutes off, take your three. You're up basically two full scores where they need two TDs and two two pointers to beat you or to tie you, rather. So very workmanlike performance from Baltimore, and that's what you have to do in this league. You're not always going to put up the huge numbers like Arizona did, earlier this afternoon, but Baltimore just does enough. And uh, Denver, I still think that they're improved. I still think that they're. I picked them for the wild card to go uh, before the season. But, look, this was a step up in class, and that's why I think Baltimore saw a lot of support, including mine, and it has proven to be so so far.
4: Again, want to uh, thank Ben Fox for joining us today. Of course, the VP of Digital Content here at VEASAN over at South Point, doing great work for us, as he always do. Follow him on Twitter at bfox 22 as I do, always gives you great nuggets on where the big bets are coming in here mm-hmm. uh, across the gambling landscape. So again, barring a miracle, it looks like the Ravens about put the finishing touches there. About 90 seconds to go in regulation. Uh, the Packers. We saw the Steelers use their the last two timeouts at yeah. third and long. Aaron Rodgers finds 17, 12 to 17. Devonte Adams. First down, and now the Steelers can't stop the clock. Yeah,
3: Pack are going to, or Pittsburgh is going to have to uh, stack the box here. Still, the clock will stop at two-minute warning, right. but one more first down, and this is going to be over. It's second and seven. Clock is ticking. Three minutes left to go. For those of us Steeler backers, kind of open for a late miracle here.
4: Well, let's see if they can get a stop. It's going to be about second and eight now. Is it'll click, uh, tick down too close to the two-minute warning? Yeah, minute. they'll have to like run one play one before play. the
3: two-minute, and it's third and four right now. So. Uh, you got to think Green Bay, I don't know. I mean, maybe you let Aaron Rodgers, he's Aaron Rodgers, for God's sake. Yeah. I guess you let him throw the ball, but I would be running the ball. I wouldn't be. Now, I know, you know, if this gets dicey for some uh, Packers backers here, I'm, I'm sorry, but if I was Green Bay, I'd just run the ball here. That's
4: probably what you do. They, they got this position with 4 one to go in the game, and I thought four-minute offense, if anybody can do it, it's probably Aaron Rodgers. Let's see, they're going to milk this down, and obviously you would think they'd run the ball here to at least get it to the two-minute warning Let's see what they choose to do. By the way, if you look at the stats, just the quarterback stats, of 12 for Green Bay against Big Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers, they're pretty close. So I, know, it's amazing if you just looked at those numbers. But again, from Eric and from what we've seen, one quarterback's completely outplayed the other, but yet the stats would lie in that scenario.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers... Scrambles around but doesn't find anything, doesn't force the issue, so goes ahead and uh makes himself dead and just slides down. So two minute warning now. Packers uh
4: back to d- covers and play. Aaron
3: Aaron Rodgers playing Bruno Mars here and saying, I'm gonna leave the <laughs> dog <door> open. <laughs> sorry again, for, I can't hit those high notes. I can't do that falsetto feat.
4: I would assume again that uh you would think that LaFleur and company are gonna run the ball here. Cause again, think of the scenario here for, mm-hmm. for everybody. This is still this game is in play. It's really the last game in play, even though Denver still has some ticks in the clock and they are trying to score. They're at about the 13 yard line. Twenty seconds tick, tick, tick. They don't have they do have a timeout, so they take yeah. a timeout with 20 seconds to go. They'll have uh first down at about the twelve yard line of Baltimore. But really, the scenario here in the last intrigue is in the Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Because again, to your point, two schools of thought. Let Rodgers get the first down. We don't have to sweat anything. Right. Like, make one throw like he did on third down to get it to Devontae Adams to set up this first down, which is now down to third down at the two-minute warning, or run the ball, and you know 45 seconds comes off the clock because mm-hmm. the Steelers don't have any timeouts left, then punt the football Yeah. and see if your defense can hold for about seven. a minute yeah, Right and- on the backdoor cover scenario. So, clearly, you'd rather be a Packer backer here laying the six but if you're a Steeler backer plus the six, you're not exactly dead yet.
3: No, you're not. Fourth and seven from the 40 when they come back from the two-minute warning at Lambeau. So Pittsburgh uh, will at least have a chance here. Now, what would really be the kick in the in the you-know-whats would be if Pittsburgh gets down there. It's like, oh, we need oh, a no. field goal. Oh, and by the-, the way, it was I have seven in pocket on the pie, but six and a half in the contest. Boy, that would be just the ultimate... Uh, Thimble in the uh, lower region. Well,
4: if Dan Campbell was the head coach, you wouldn't have to worry about that because no. he had that scenario. No, because
3: he's going for the touchdown. Now I want you to be Dan Campbell here. And
4: again, for those that might not remember that in the 1 o'clock Eastern, uh, Eastern Time start here, rather, we saw the lines down 10 late with a 4th and 1 at about the 10-yard line of the Bears. Instead of taking the 3 to make it a one-score game, Campbell went for it, didn't get any of it, and mm-hmm. they lose by 10.
3: Yeah, so uh, that's what you saw. Detroit, the only winless team. Not to cover today. Everybody else did. So uh, Detroit uh, going and for it is not getting better for our buddy Dave Miller, who joined us last week and also on Betting Across America yesterday. So
4: Drew Locke's still trying to get some uh, garbage points here. But, again, every touchdown matters here in some scenarios. So let's see if the Broncos, uh, with about 13 seconds to go, uh, they do not have any timeouts left, so they got to keep this uh, ball to the end zone, you would think that would not be a problem since they're sitting on the six-yard line here Mm -hmm. for Drew Locke. Let's see if they can get that garbage touchdown again. Teddy Bridgewater went out of this game, did not play in the second half. It's been all Drew Locke, and they've had no offense to show for it so far.
3: Yeah, every play matters to some, you know, because if you have prop bets, anytime touchdown bets obviously looking to get in the end zone, that is no good. So it would be third and one for the Broncos.
4: Okay, now I'm not exactly sure what happened in the Green Bay game, but I'm assuming that they threw the football here to get to fourth and seven.
3: No, that was when Aaron that scrambled around and, and fell down.
4: Okay, yeah. so now they're punting the football. The Steelers do have the ball. Backdoor cover is in play as Big Ben can make everybody come on, feel Big good. Big
3: Ben, can you be the backdoor
4: man? Come on, we'll tell you when you come back with us. It is the Green Zone here on these and these sports betting now. I'm presented by, I bet, MGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we, boy, we had a lot of drama as we went to break. Because mm-hmm. Big Ben Roethlisberger could have made Steelers backers very happy getting yeah. six. through a pick. Wasn't a pick six, but he did throw a pick. That game is now over, 27-17. People are not happy on social media. Jeff Parles, one of our hosts here at VEASAN, said, and I quote, Steelers should start Rudolph next
3: week. They need to start somebody. They need to start Mark Malone or Cordell Martin Stewart Malone. or... Or Slash. wherever you could go, they need to start somebody different because the Steelers, that was my lone blemish on my uh, contest entry uh, out here in Las Vegas. And, look, I know the offensive line is bad, but you've got a quarterback that I think, you know, he, Father Time's now won this battle against Ben Roethlisberger.
4: Let's get back out to Eric home, who's been watching that game, watched it all for us here, did great job uh, updating us throughout the afternoon. It's finally over. A painful ending for Steelers backers getting the six. Maybe that back door was looking like it might have happened, but alas, it did not.
9: Hey, that's right. It was uh, Ben Roethlisberger interception. It was trying to hit Deontay Johnson deep down the left sideline. Gets picked by the rookie Eric Stokes. That is blouses. The game is over. 27-17. <laughs> to 17, No backdoor cover. So if you had Packers minus six pregame or bet along the way at less than 10, You're feeling pretty happy right now, but back to what you guys just said about the Steelers. They've got a decision to make, and I'll be fascinated to see what Mike Mike Tomlin, excuse me, says after the game about his quarterback situation. Whether he's even considering a change right now. You know, I mean, you look at their schedule, and they've got some really tough opponents coming up. I mean, this is doesn't get easier. Denver's defense next week, Seattle the week after that, and then a bye in week seven. What happens in the next three weeks? Is there a change of foot, or are they going to stick with Ben and hope that he can kind of find his way? Remember, this is a team that started hot last year and cooled off. Now it's seemingly going the other way a little yeah, bit.
4: Eric, uh, by the way, great job, of course, covering the game for us. Uh, follow him on Twitter, as I do. His an entertaining follow at E mm-hmm. at home. Does great work with Yahoo Sports as a writer there.
3: Yeah, this team, Pittsburgh, now they are two games back of the entire division right now because keep in mind, Baltimore gets a win today, Cleveland gets a win, Cincinnati gets a win on Thursday night over Jacksonville, having to come back to do so, but they're all 3-1, and Pittsburgh 1-3 and right now, and you look kind of going forward, they get the Denver Broncos off their first loss coming in, that is a very good defensive team, and they were pretty solid, I know they gave up 400 yards a day to the Ravens, but they're on the field all the time, (laughs) because look, Teddy Bridgewater went out at halftime uh, due to concussion protocol, Drew Locke really couldn't move the offense, so... That Denver defense was getting gassed absolutely today. So, you know, crossroads game. I'm going to be interested to see what that line is going to be when those get released here later tonight.
4: To those uh, hypotheticals that Eric was throwing out about the decisions to make and, of course, Twitter, we mentioned Jeff Parles and some of our other uh, hosts and contributors here, all asking the same questions about Mike Tomlin. Here's what I'd say. If I know Mike Tomlin at all, which is not anything personally, but just certainly professionally, he's not going to make a change. Yeah. If I know Mike Tomlin, he's going to stick with Ben Roethlisberger, a guy that's been here, there for him mm-hmm. to help win him his only Super Bowl, I would be stunned. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but yeah. I would be really surprised if he makes a change next and week.
3: And I got to tell you, Mike Tomlin didn't exactly cover himself in glory with some of the decisions he made. Our, uh, uh, Mr. Producer back there who is a Steelers fan is like, I just want the season in. I just want them to go ahead and pawn because he's such an NBA guy. He's used to teams tanking the season, so he wants that to come over to the NFL clearly.
4: I'm not going to mention our producer's name, Jacob Roach, but he did say that he thought Ben Roethlisberger should take off his shoulder pads right there in midfield. We see it in MMA all the time. Yeah, where They take off their gloves and put in the octagon. Yeah, take off he's, your gloves. Just, take off the, blow, just get, out, get, out, get out, Ben, because Jacob's yeah. done with you, sir.
3: Yeah, this is glue factory time, I guess, for Ben Roethlisberger, but But now the Steelers are looking up 1-3, and the entire AFC North at 3-1. and
4: Okay, and very quickly, I I told you a little bit of uh, personal pain today. I did not cash one of my teaser plays because I had the Rams, for some unexpected reason, on a seven-team teaser. It was going to cash big for me. And then I did it because my buddy Tyler Folgium over at ESPN, you know, the Rams are great. They're going to win the Super Bowl. We saw what they did last week to the Buccaneers, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you cost me money. So I texted him and said, you owe me. I'm not going to tell you what the amount was. And he said, check your Venmo. He Venmoed me one penny. One penny. What are friends for? His team weighs an egg. That's what friends are for. His team weighs an egg, and he gives me a penny in the return. (laughs) I'm not very happy about that. Hey, we do have a great game we do need to get to tonight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's the return of Tom Terrific. Uh, The GOAT is going back to Bill Belichick's house. Used to be Tom Brady's house here. It's raining right now in Foxborough. So, again, before you make your your final wagers here, it's 6.5 right now at MGM. A forty-nine and a half. That those numbers have kind of stayed steady here. Does mm-hmm. weather to you is that? Look, Tom Brady's seen it all. He's yeah. played in these elements yeah.
3: for for what are we decades? But in some New of his teammates have not. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. being playing in warm weather cities all these years, and this line is staying six it and is. a half right now. There are some sevens out there. But the sevens are juice to the dog, obviously on a key number seven, minus one twenty or minus one twenty-five, even as low as minus one fifteen. I think Bet MGM actually has as it has seven. Minus seven even money mm. if you want to lay Tampa Bay. So basically what that juice is, and they're given at minus one twenty. Usually on three and seven on game day here on an NFL card, you're usually gonna see minus a buck twenty-five, minus a dollar thirty, minus a dollar thirty-five. Books don't wanna move off those numbers no. necessarily. And obviously, this is a very popular play. This was number one in the Westgate Super Contest. This was number one in the Circus Sports Million in terms of the consensus because it was six and a half. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I'm laying a touchdown with Tom Brady coming back to get some of uh, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and company.
4: Let me ask you this. And again, I was getting ready to fire on this over after we had our, our conversations about this game, I'll albeit briefly here in the last hour. Forty nine and a half is up from forty eight and a half, so it's mm-hmm. upticking. That's for sure. No
3: surprise. Every prime time over is pr- or prime time total is going to get slightly at least bet to. Should the, over.
4: the rain scare me off? Mm. That's what I'm wondering.
3: I don't know. I mean, what you said about Brady in terms he's used Ever. to this, but are his receivers? If you're going to get a wet football, hey, you know these guys can get some drop skis a little bit.
8: Because Godwin's I think that's done an equalizer. he's done that
4: again, and and we'll find we know. By by the way, the other thing we have not discussed that we should discuss. No Gronk. Yeah, obviously out with those ribs, and it's gonna be out for several weeks. It looks like here. Look, you know, we can say all we want about old man Gronk and Mm -hmm. bringing him out of retirement. He's been just absolutely a touchdown machine for Tom Brady and a security blanket for for Tom Terrific. Does Does that actually impact this game in your mind? Well, it is a
3: loss, but you still do have Howard, and you still do have Cameron Braid, so you do have some depth. And let me update those injuries, by the way, while we've got a chance. Uh, Gronk is out. Jamel Dean, the corner is out. JPP, not going to go for Tampa Bay. Giovanni Bernard, not going to go. Of course, Scotty Miller got put on IR a couple weeks ago. The Probables here, Carlton Davis, corner is going to go. Richard Sherman going to make his debut. And uh, what is what are their official colors? Pewter and whatever yeah, the hell Tampa Peter, Bay. I think they say. Go back to the creamsicles, Tampa Bay.
4: I, I just want to bring something to everybody's attention. We all know this, but you never really think about it, even though you know it. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady going back tonight. Brings back six rings that he won yes. in New England. Three MVPs mm-hmm. and 17 AFC East titles.
3: <laughs> I'm glad the Colts got moved out of that AFC East because we, when we had Andre Reed in here last Sunday, I never brought it up to him. I was like, you guys just... We were your bye week at the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, when we were in, in that AFC East.
4: I, I just think, Wes, that people really don't think of it in the terms of the accomplishment of yeah. what that actually means. Yeah, that you you won six Super Bowls, seventeen division titles, mm-hmm. and three MVPs. Mm-hmm. So I'm so tired of the chicken and the egg and the yeah. and the hoodie. Or it's been decided. He decided it when he left the hoodie right. and won a Super Bowl year one with an also-ran-dormant franchise Mm -hmm. in the Buccaneers, and in year one, wins the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I don't want to have the Aaron Rodgers as the GOAT, even though he always... I mean, it's ridiculous conversations... Would you actually think about what Tom Brady has accomplished? Mm -hmm. And the accomplishment absolutely matters.
3: And he's going to get some help maybe to add to those accomplishments with the victory tonight. Antonio Brown, back from COVID-19, he is going to go, as is Jaden Mickens, who is dealing with an ab injury. On defense, Carlton Davis at corner, Richard Sherman. Going to make his debut, Kevin Minter, linebacker also probable. Let me run down the Patriots' injuries Jawan Bentley, linebacker, out with a shoulder injury. Trent Brown, that is a big loss for New England. Out with the calf injury, we know James White, the running back, got put on injured reserve. Guys upgraded that are going to go tonight for New England. Isaiah Wynn at tackle. Kyle Van Noy, Josh Uchi, JC Jackson, Nick Folk. The kicker was dealing with the knee issue. He is going to go. Kyle Duggar, safety, is going to go with that hamstring, and also Nikhil Harry at wide receiver was dealing with the shoulder issue.
4: Very quickly, about a minute ago, before we have to take another quick timeout. But Wes, what should be the great game script? I'm not. Look, we're not Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got this figured out and he's devised a plan. In yeah. your estimation. Would it be to make things easy for Mac Jones? Because at some point, they're going to have to take some chances. Right. Because you know you're not going to hold down Brady. Because
3: all you don't have the option of kind of doing this like zone read type of stuff. Because. I know, in terms of running at Tampa Bay, you don't want to like run right at him because that doesn't seem to work very no. well, as we were talking about with Eric Eager earlier in the program. So you got to have some misdirection, some quick hitter. You're probably going to see a lot of a screen game, but I got to think Tampa Bay is going to know that that's coming.
4: And again, we're not trying to make light of of other comebacks. Brett Favre comes to mind when he went back to Lambeau Field. And did beat Aaron Rodgers in, in his return as a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Joe Montana, obviously in his four Super Bowls, he moved on to mm-hmm. Kansas City and took the Chiefs to an AFC title game. But what Tom Brady has accomplished, what he did accomplish in New England, and what he did last year in Tampa, we've never seen it before. We've never seen this in the history of the sport, and that's why it's such an incredible homecoming tonight. We're not done. You're not done. Come back. It's the Green Zone here in Veasan, the sports betting network.
2: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
4: Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code visa two hundred when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 gambler Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here on the Green Zone alongside Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. We've had a lot of fun today. Unless you took the Rams in a teaser. (laughs) We'll let that go eventually. But uh, we're we're seeing uh, Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots out there, Bill Belichick. There's actually a prop that if you want to wager on whether or not Tom Brady shakes hands, hugs, or has no contact with Bill Belichick at the end of the game. Wes Reynolds, which way would you go, not knowing how this game's going to play out?
3: You've been through so much together. Don't you think you got to have some kind of acknowledgement here? I mean, come on. And and they've been selling the story because I was having a Twitter exchange. Somebody was guessing how many million viewers here on NBC oh, tonight. wow. And it was like somebody said 23-point-something. I was like, over, man. People love the Adele promos. Those have been running for an entire week on the Today Show hello. and all over the place. Yeah, hello, absolutely. So... People love the Adele and the promos. And, you know, you're going to get a lot of casual people because even casual NFL fans that maybe don't watch it week to week and follow every single play like you and I do and our viewers here at VEASAN, this is a game they're going to watch because they know who Tom Brady yeah. is. And they know who the New England Patriots are. So this is going to be the highest-rated game of the season, at least thus far, you would think.
4: Absolutely amazing. Again, I, I'm not saying take the longest ons of the board, which would be no contact. hmm But... If the upset occurs in yeah. New England, we're, we're able to. Tom Brady's been a sore loser in the past. He's had some kind of mm. some Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan situations where they just leave the field yeah. and don't talk, don't talk to anybody. So, as, as great as Brady is, he's clearly the GOAT. Sometimes he can have a bit of a sore loser mentality to him. Not saying that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, if he wins, he'll be out there in the 50. He'll be looking for, yes. for Belichick trying to hug him. Yeah. Maybe the hoodie wouldn't, if he gets whacked. Maybe the hoodie just ditches town.
3: Yeah, you never know. These guys uh, sometimes uh, don't show the most sportsmanship. Uh, not that I'm bitter as a Colts fan losing to these guys pretty much in every big game except for that AFC.
4: Let's see how it plays out. But again, that number is held firm. Six and a half. Uh, seven here at BetMGM. Uh, 49. I'm seeing some some down ticks a little bit. 49 and a half. But right around that number, uh, depending where you might be shopping around. Let's go to Monday night very quickly the Raiders on the road to L.A. to SoFi, where the Rams didn't fare very well. But the Chargers uh, right now giving three uh, over under there at 51.5 here at Ben MGM. When you look at this number, it's come down. Mm-hmm. So respect to the Raiders all of a sudden, the undefeated Raiders, the number feels too small for me first glance. Yeah, It feels too small for me that... This Charger team, boy, again, the Cowboys beat them week two there at so but they, yeah. they went to Washington, got that win week one, and go to Arrowhead and get that win last week. So 2-1, and one, the Chargers sit on this young season against 3-0. and o, Two good teams, at least in the early going. What's your read on the numbers?
3: Yeah, and I have not personally bet this now. Uh My partner and I do have one of the contest entries. Chargers are final play here, and that's just because it was three. Yes. Basically, instead of three and a half. So... uh uh, that was one, like, when you have a partnership in these contests, it's like, okay, I give you, and when we don't agree on something, it's like, I give you one, you give me one, and that's kind of the one I gave. So, of course, you know I'm trying to slip, slide away sure. there a little bit in case it doesn't win. I'm like, blame my partner, don't blame me, for <laughs> God's sake. I didn't, but I went along with it, and and look, I, I kind of understand here. I did not really know, in terms of a betting standpoint, what to do with this game, because you got the Raiders 3-0, and first time since 2002. It feels like they're a little bit overhyped, to be honest with you. Because look, they've won twice in overtime. That's right. To start the year, right here at Allegiant Stadium, of course, Miami last week, and then Week One that Monday nighter against the Ravens. Chargers are coming off a big win, but they were plus four in turnovers at Kansas City. Chargers really could be three and zero themselves. That game with Dallas was kind of like a coin flip a couple weeks ago. So it really could have went either way. Are they going to start 0-2, Brandon Staley now at home, new coach? This is now a divisional game, first divisional game at home. I think the Chargers, when you look at them kind of as a whole, they have the better roster. I agree. And I think they have the better quarterback, so... You know, maybe overthinking. And, and look, the town, I think, is excited. And I'm glad the town's excited here to have a 3-0 NFL team Oh, here. this town? Yes, absolutely. Because in right L.A., in I'm not Vegas. even
4: sure if they're aware that the Chargers are there yet.
3: Yeah, they're not. Uh, so I wonder <laughs> how many fans are going to be there, or what that's going to be a, a disbursement. Nevertheless, both teams are going to be represented. So uh, the, uh, the metal detectors and the security will be out in full force. Because if you've ever seen Charger Raider games... Uh, you got to you got to check for the weapons.
4: I think that that's a fair point to make, though Wes. That really home field here might reside with the visiting team.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's because very, of
4: the San Diego fans. It's
3: it's very negligible here because uh, right now I think I'm seeing BetMGM is at a flat three for tomorrow night. Still, some other shops that have it juiced a little bit to the Chargers minus fifteen, minus like sixteen or seventeen. I'm seeing kind of on the screen here, but. You're right about the home field. It's really not that much because no. obviously there's still a lot of Raider fans in Los Angeles.
4: And San Diego fans that might make the trip might be rooting for the Raiders right. since you took away our football team. Right. So yeah. this will be a very interesting clash they, of cause fan cause bases. Because they want
3: the Spanos to uh, yes. go through some pain for uh, Absolutely. ditching San Diego and, and being uh, – uh, they're fairly frugal and fairly tight with their money. Cheap, if you want to call
4: it. Well, that. I was at that old stadium well before the Chargers obviously made that move to L.A. Uh, back in the day, and I remember thinking, boy, why, this is a great city, San Diego. It's mm-hmm. a bad stadium. So they didn't need a new stadium. That's neither yeah. here nor there at this point. But, you know, there's, we saw the Raiders return to Oakland back in the day before they came mm-hmm. out here to Vegas. They're never leaving Vegas. This is their new home. I'm not sure that's the case with the Chargers. So, again, I, I think there might be a lot of fans in that arena tomorrow night at SoFi Stadium rooting for the visiting team so again i'm not saying that's the reason why you would take the three but i don't think it's going to be a hostile environment for the raiders on monday night.
3: no i think home field is going to be negligible it's not like going to the superdome or going out to seattle with the 12th man or going to denver at altitude those are some of the better home fields and then obviously the northeast cities and the green bays and chicago's when you get to the winter time so uh That didn't really play in any of my handicapping. But one thing I do want to do is recap a little bit what we saw today. Official tally, I think seven and six to the favorites, but there were some big underdogs that got there outright. Jets over $2, I think, two and a quarter on the money line. They get there as an outright underdog winner. Colts get there as an outright underdog winner. As do the Giants at plus two sixty five, and boy, that looked doa. Boy, did it. They're down twenty one to ten late in fourth the fourth quarter. quarter. Yes, seven minutes to go. Yeah, that was a miracle. So sometimes uh, you got to get lucky. Arizona plus one sixty five outright underdog winner. Seattle outright underdog winner, just plus one fifteen. Baltimore was really kind of a pick'em game. So technically, I guess they were the favorite at the close of business. But kind of why I make that point a little bit? If you are betting these underdogs in NFL games do a little bit of sprinkling on the money line. Yeah. You know, don't bet, you know, okay, I'm betting $100 on the point spread here. Don't necessarily match that on the money line. I mean, you want to kind of manage your bankroll yes. depending on how big or small your bankroll is, but play a little percentage on the money line because you see these outright, these underdogs, they get there outright a lot of the time.
4: By the way, the umbrellas are out right now at Felsborough. So, hey. yeah, a little, uh, Who who's saying that? That was um Rihanna. Rihanna, thank you.
3: Uh, so, More contemporary music reference for our uh, director of programming John Goulet, who complimented me on my Cheryl Crow. It's like, hey, you got one at least in the last two decades here, Randall. Yeah, don't you don't go to
4: me for that. I'm not very good with that. But uh, but the umbrellas <laughs> are out. And again, I, I just I, I I don't think Tom Brady, to your point, is overly concerned with that. No, but maybe those Tampa receivers are. We'll find out. Antonio Brown's not, obviously. But again, maybe a, a Godwin, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And again, no Gronk there, who obviously. could could handle these elements with the best of them in his New England days. Interesting just to see if that plays into it at all. But right now, again, 49 and a half, that has upticked a little bit. And they
3: just showed Tom talking to young Mac Jones. Uh, I don't know if the words were uttered, I'm going to beat the hell out of you tonight, were uttered in that conversation. But nevertheless, the umbrellas are out here at Foxborough. I'm personally, I have not bet this yet, I'm personally pulling for New England. I, I may try to take one of these sevens with some juice here because Look, this is a very lopsided decision for sportsbooks today.
4: It really is. And, again, I, I know Mac Jones had said this week he'd never met Tom Brady. Now he's met met him before the game. Look, it's it's almost impossible if you're a, a guy, a kid mm-hmm. like Mac Jones is mm-hmm. a young kid in this game at least when you see this guy across the field from you. But, again, Mac Jones has to think about what he has to you control. You know, it's offense. like I'm
3: playing against the defense. I'm not playing against the quarterback here. So he needs to keep that in perspective for sure.
4: Absolutely, Wes. It's been another wild ride here on week four. I uh, really appreciate it, obviously, for the last seven hours sitting next to you, sir, with your great knowledge that we've seen throughout this NFL week. And you do it each and every week, so I'm appreciative of that. Don't go anywhere because James Salinas and Brady Cannon are here to take you through the evening. we still got more football to get to. Thanks for watching us here in the Green Zone on Decent, the Sports Betting Network.